Welcome to Hammer of Heretics. Uh, I'm your host, Saul Spinoza, joined by David Espinoza, my brother. And uh, this is the this is the the podcast where you use the manliest mugs known to man or oh, teacups. Yeah. Flowers are manly, as we will we will discuss in this episode. Yeah. I'm just kidding. Sorry, you're like you're coming out like a lot on my camera. <laughs> Unless it's okay. <laughs> I mean, if you want to do that, it's fine. Just kidding. No. Anyways, the topic of today is charity. Uh, you know, David, how, how, how could we... You're going to explain to us in this podcast how to apply charity, what true charity is, what true charity isn't. You know, the do's and don'ts, the won'ts, the wants. Let's get into it. Okay. <clears throat> okay. So... Just a, uh, just a really quick recap. When people think about charity, they don't really think about uh, the supernatural virtue of charity. Uh, what, what, what really what comes to mind is giving to the poor and doing some good works. Those are all good things. And, um, and I suppose those are, those are actions which flow from charity. But what charity actually is is something um, is something a lot different. Um, but like I said, well, whatever good actions that you that you do for the poor, for family members, or for you know, just any good thing for anyone, those do flow from those can flow from charity. So, for example, um, Soto, can you give us just a quick definition of the three theological virtues of faith, hope, and charity? Okay. Uh, <clears throat> Sorry to put you on the spot here. So, faith, hope, and charity are infused virtues which you can only receive through baptism. Yes. So, God, only God can give you faith. Um, and faith is the, the supernatural belief in God. But wait, what is a virtue? What is a virtue? A virtue is a good habit. That's in the, in the most basic form. That's what a virtue is. Exactly. And so, so um, when we talk about that level of virtue, we're talking about... Something on the natural level. So, for example, um, in order to be courageous, you have to do, uh, make acts of courage, right? And basically, over time, as you repeat this virtue, it's something that comes easily. And that's when you know that you have that virtue. Um, and so, I was, I was also going to ask... Like, especially, like, going to, to uh, Smash Bros. tournaments? Yeah. That requires a lot of courage, doesn't it? Yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> What would be the difference between a the natural virtue and the supernatural virtue? What's the distinction there? What's the distinction between the supernatural and the natural virtue? Yes. Why are you asking these questions? Like if I know, like if I should know. I'm just kidding. <laughs> well, I guess a natural virtue is. Uh, well, even the pagans possess natural virtue. Exactly. So that could be just being responsible, and. Um, <clears throat> well, it could also be. Uh, courageous as some pagans were in the Roman times, yeah, dying for your for your nation, and so they had some sense of of honor, right, and virtue. Exactly. But that's all that all that will do. That's just gonna stay here on Earth, exactly. and that that'll be only for temporal goods. Mm -hmm. But uh, supernatural virtue has to do with uh, by supernatural virtue. You're talking about only the the faith, hope, and charity. Or you're talking about, or what are you talking about? Exactly? Well, um, the, the thing is that, okay, when, when we talk about supernatural virtues, we're talking about something that is infused, right, into us mm -hmm. by God. 
it's not something that we can attain. Just like just just like we said that we gain certain virtues like courage and others um, through habit, through re um, repeating that same action. Um, the supernatural virtues are not something that we can actually gain by ourselves. There are things that they you can't, you can't directly influence it by repetition. Yeah, but we, you, you could you could do things and God could grant you the grace of more faith or or charity. Yeah. So so uh, everything that I'm gonna be talking about today is all taken from from one of Father Ripperger's talks when he talks about uh, the supernatural gift of charity. Of course, he talks about all three. Um, but this is a, a topic which I studied recently, and uh, we thought was probably uh, a good topic to bring up now. And anyways, um, so so when we talk about, so like, like uh, Saul was saying, um, this is nothing that, that, you can do nothing to increase these virtues in yourself. Um, God has to do... God is the one that introduces this virtue into your heart, and this and only God can increase this virtue in your heart. We can, however, lose these virtues by our own, by our own actions. Um, so when when we when we first have the three 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 the three theological virtues is at the moment of our baptism, when we have sanctifying grace, and um, sanctifying grace is basically a sharing in the life of God. It's um, uh, basically, from, from from the moment we're baptized, we're we're um, we're able to enter to the beatific vision. Vision, um, and and like I said, we can lose that grace through any sins, but um, but what, when it comes to to, to the virtue of charity, um, what, so this the distinction um, on a natural level is to love, basically to love. Um, our neighbors for their for for their own sake right <clears throat> or even for our own sake a lot of times when we think about family and um, it's a big thing to talk about family and like oh yeah I'll always be there for my family and you know I love them you know above all or whatever mm -hmm. but in, in reality and so that that's a natural thing that's a natural thing um, but in reality what God wants us to do is in the virtue of, of supernatural uh, of, of in the virtue of charity is to love God for his own sake and to love our neighbors for God's sake and so um, like I mentioned um, well like I mentioned before uh, in the talk that I gave or whatever um, many times we think that we do love God but and in reality, it's it's not supernaturalized. It's something that's only natural. In, in other words, we don't really love. Many times, we don't really love God for His own sake. We love God for His for His gifts. Um, if you ask anyone on the street who believes in God and if they love God, most likely you're gonna come. Uh, you're, you're gonna there. You're gonna hear some sort of an answer like, "Oh, I love God because He's so good. Because He gave me my existence, you know, or I love God because He gave me my family and all these good things and of course, I mean those are great things, right? <laughs> of course, uh, it would be ungrateful for us not to, to to acknowledge that God is the source of all these things. And I think I think what you're starting getting at is like when it comes to the point where you only go to God when you need help, yeah. like that that means there's something wrong in the relationship. Because if you go to somebody like, let's say you have some brother or whatever, and you only go to him when you need help, does that yeah. does that really show that you have true? love for him you know like if you only go to him for help and not, and not for anything else mm -hmm. you know when when things 
are good, you just stay away from him or whatever, you know? Yeah, exactly. Um, so, so, so basically, to, to put a fine point on it, charity um, in the heart of a man is love of God for his own sake. Um, this is not something that we can do by ourselves. This is something that we actually need the help of God to do. Um, <clears throat> I think it's also super misunderstood, like you were saying in the beginning, because every time people mention charity, and they always mention, they usually, a lot of times, especially now, they're like, you have to talk to him with, to him with charity or whatever. When you say things, you got to be charitable, so don't say this or that. But they're using charity, charitable, as as a synonym, synonym for nice. Exactly. And, and charity is not niceness. Mm -hmm. And in fact, sometimes to be charitable, you got to say things that are, that are not very nice. Yeah, exactly. So uh, the ultimate end of charity then is to be united with God, right? So um, number one in the spiritual life, number one in the spiritual life is getting to heaven. But why to get to heaven? Is it because we don't want to go to hell? I mean, that's that's the minimum that's required of us in order to be forgiven of our sins in the sacrament of, of confession. Um, but in reality, God calls us to something higher. Uh, something higher. He wants us to not love Him for His gifts, for His goodness, for whatever uh, pleasures we might receive in heaven. You know? Um, but simply because we love Him. Exactly. Um, and the same thing on earth. And so... So, um, so w without charity, we can't truly love God. We can't truly love God. Without charity, we can only love Him for His gifts. So, uh, we, we fall into loving the gift and not the giver. And this is, um, this is precisely why we need God's help to go above our natural capacities and to love Him for His own sake. Okay. Um, and so we can go into the degrees of charity. So in order, like I said, in order to even begin on the path of charity, <laughs> uh, you must first be initiated. <laughs> <laughs> you have to be baptized. So, um, like I mentioned earlier, when you have sanctifying grace in your soul, when you're baptized, um, God gives you these virtues, right? So mm -hmm. although you have not acted on them yet, especially... If you were baptized as a baby, they are activated, basically, uh, when when you get older, when you get to the age of reason. And you can actually act on those virtues that God has given you. Um, I'm just going to segue into the degrees of charity. Um, I wish it was like, a like a, you know, in karate or jiu-jitsu, how they give you like black belts and brown belts and blue belts. Like, that's what they should do. You know, they should start issuing that out from heaven or something like, just like... You get your certificate with your little stripe or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> like, okay. oh, you have reached that degree of perfection. <laughs> well, uh, so, well, that's the thing is that when you become a black belt, you can't go back. You know what I mean? But in the spiritual life, uh, there's always a possibility that we can, that we can lose charity. What's well, like if you become a black belt, but then you get fat? <laughs> you know, like you can't really use what you learned. I mean, you understand what you learned, but you can't use it. I don't know if that's the same thing, <laughs> but I can maybe see a little bit of a comparison. But in when it comes to the degrees of charity, anyways, um, I suppose you can retain the knowledge, right? Mm -hmm. So you can always retain the knowledge that 
of the three degrees of charity, right? So that's the purgative way, the illuminative way, and then the unitive way. So the purgative way is the is is where we all start. Um, this it's is probably most people are at. Yeah. Um, so you have to be in the sanctifying, you know, in the state of sanctifying grace, in order to even be on the purgative way. But um, this is the stage in which you're still struggling. Um, you're still struggling, you know, with uh, falling into mortal sin, or, or, or you know, you're just you have just strong temptations to sin. Um, and so, in this stage, you're mostly supposed to be meditating on, on uh, the the four last things, right? Uh, death, judgment, heaven, and hell. And this is basically this is basically the baby stages of the spiritual life. When and that, that's probably why, right? Because you remember you were talking about how. Like it is sufficient to be afraid of he of hell, right, so not want to go to hell, exactly. be able to be forgiven, and that's sort of what it is right here, in the first in the purgative ways where, you, basically, you focus on the four last things because those things are going to probably scare you enough to not <laughs> commit those sins. Yeah, I mean, and honestly, uh, honestly, if if that if that wins us heaven, in the end, then then I'm happy for it. I mean, why? God, God helps everybody in the different stages that they are. But like I said, God is calling us all to perfection. Yeah. So our, our Lord says, "Be perfect, because your heavenly Father is perfect." Um, and like, because if you just stay stagnant, like you, if you, if you put the what's it called the, what is it called the, when you want to reach something, a goal? <laughs> no, not a goal. No, oh, the bar. When if you put the bar low. Yeah, if you put the bar too low, like on purpose then you're going to be just staying stagnant because you're really you're not growing. Yeah. You know? And you might even fall below the low, the bar. So it's like, it's yeah. better to put the bar high so that if you do fall short of it, then you at least get something better than what you would have got. Exactly. And also, that means that you're striving for better always because that's what we should always be striving for is perfection. Exactly. So so uh, we're born with concupiscence, right? So we are are very easily tempted to sin. And so, so like, like my brother said, um, there's always, um, what did he say? there's always, um, whenever you have the bar at a certain level, then we usually fall short of that because, because, um, <laughs> because we're weak. Uh, I think St. Paul says the spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. And so, um, so that, that's a good point. To really set that bar high, but the fact is that the bar is high because the bar is heaven, and no one um, that has any sin—I'm sorry, um, no one with sin can enter heaven. So, uh, thanks be to God, He gave us the—you um, know—He gave us purgatory, right? So, uh, I, I think that's probably where most people even go, even even the so even a lot of the saints. I or people say that a lot of the saints. Must have gone through purgatory because um, because there are many sins that we commit throughout our life, right? And well, that's a whole other topic that I don't want to get on. But the point is that with every sin that we commit, we still have to we still have to repair for that sin. Like if you break a window, you have to pay, you know, for the window to be repaired. The same thing in the spiritual life, and so um, that's why the saints recommend penance so that we can repair for our sins here on earth. But if we don't get to it, then there's always purgatory. 
But that's the thing so, that we should not lean on that, mm-hmm. like you said, because because we always say and and that like Mother Angelica, uh, a lot of her, us have heard say that you know um, that you should really aim for heaven, right? Because if you miss, then you go to purgatory. Mm-hmm. But if you if you aim for purgatory, then you might miss, mm-hmm. and you may, maybe be somewhere very hot. <laughs> <laughs> and um, and uh, so yeah, so well, like uh, beaches or what? Yeah, the Bahamas. No. <laughs> um, What's the second degree? The second uh, degree of charity. This is the illuminative way. So this is where. What is the illuminative way? So this is where you have conquered. Um, conquered what? Well, conquered most of most of your sins, um, or well, yeah, obviously, obviously the mortal. No, the sins. mortal sins. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The mortal sins where you don't really struggle with them too much, and since since that isn't too much of a concern at the forefront of your mind because you've already grown in virtue uh, with regard to to grave sin. Um, at this point, then you would start focusing your attention on growing your relationship with God. So instead of kind of looking on your sins, you're kind of more looking towards God and wishing to, to grow in the relationship with Him, right? Um, so yeah, so to, to recap, in, in the purgative way, you're just turning away from evil, right? This is at the forefront of your mind. In the second degree, you're turning more towards God. You know, trying to grow in charity, uh, in, in love of God for his own sake. Now we come to the third degree of charity. Wait, in the second degree, are you still committing more venial sins? I'm, yeah, well, I, I, would, I, would, I would think so. I, from what I remember reading about the illuminative way, yes, you're kind of falling into venial sins, but at the same time, you're, you're reading them out. You're, 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 con- you're, you're trying to conquer them little by little. And obviously, these aren't... Concrete in the like they all kind of flow into each other um, So it's kind of hard to say where you're at and so it might not even be a good thing to kind of look at your life and be like Okay, where am I at? It's just you good know? to understand the pro the the different degrees so that that way you could understand the spiritual life better exactly But it's actually I mean, I guess I just put a little plug in for the What is it called the the devil in the castle by uh, What's his name? Isn't it Dan? Dan Burke. Yeah, Dan Burke. I think yeah. So it's Devil and Castle by Dan Burke, and basically he gets the writings Saint Teresa of Avila, and talks about the spiritual levels, and she um, puts it onto like this like there's like a diagram and everything, and just like the different levels of a castle, and and she sort of like explains it through the analogy of a castle, so that it's better for us to understand. So I suggest you go read it. I'll put it in the description. Because uh, I think it's, it's a really good book. I only read like the first like 20 pages and it's really good. And um, so now moving on to the third degree of charity. Wait, wait, wait. So this, you're talking about the one I met, right? I don't know. Are you? <laughs> Look, I'll, I'll explain it and then you tell me if you're there. <laughs> so again, Comment below whether you think that David and I are in the third degree of perfection. Uh, I mean of uh, charity. <laughs> And so, in the first one, you're turning away from evil. In the second one, you're turning more toward God. Now, in the third degree of charity, you're, you're turning inwards. You're losing yourself in God. <laughs> well, that's the thing. That's the thing, is that the, the Buddhists, 
you know, they like to talk about meditation and all this, but in the end, it's all about them. Mm-hmm. They're like, oh, it's about nothing, but that's not really mm-hmm. true. You know, they're just turned inwards and mm-hmm. they're, you yeah. know. It, but with this one, it's sort of like, how can I more, basically, like, be not myself, but, but like, just have God control me, basically. It's uniting your will with God's. Yeah. So, you know, even to the slightest imperfections. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I, I mean, I can't really speak to this degree very much because it's so far away from me. But, um, but so in this stage, uh, I would assume that you wouldn't be sinning, even venu- venially. And um, you know, at, at this point, you started like weeding out those little imperfections now that are not sins, but yeah. imperfections. Yeah, exactly, and. But it's not in a scrupulous way either. Yeah, it's not in a scrupulous way. Because um, th- at this point, you have a complete understanding of... You have an understanding of what's a sin and what's not a sin and all that. Because yeah. true scrupulosity is just pridefulness. Yeah, I mean, you hear a lot of the saints say that. that oh, I'm horrible and I'm this and I'm that. But um, true humility is really... It, humility is to know the truth about yourself in relation to God. And so, I mean... It, it it's it's a reality that if we've sinned ever and then this is a horrible thing you know it's very it's a we should be ashamed of ourselves um so I mean, even if we haven't sinned we're still nothing compared to god exactly in, in comparison to god i'm nothing you know i derive my my entire being from god uh, everything that i do com- do that's good comes from god anyways um and so i mean all all i can I'll, all, all I can say with regard to this degree of charity is that they are becoming like one with God. Their wills, right, are becoming like one beating heart that synchronizes. Um, and and they tend to experience a lot of mystical contemplation. Um, you know, this is when you, this is when you look at the saints and they're just in what's the word when they're ecstasy when they're in ecstasy with God. Um, they they are at the very, uh, you know, at the high levels of prayer, and um, and so, anyways, this is the ultimate goal of charity, is to be is to be united with God entirely, to be lost in God. Let me see. Oh, I was gonna talk about kind of um, how to how to quote unquote increase or decrease charity in our hearts. But here's the thing: is like I like I said before, we can't increase. The virtue of charity in our hearts. God is the one who increases it in our hearts. But we can we can do certain actions, which which helped uh, which help us. Basically, disposes us to do charity. For example, or to accept charity. Well, well, here's the thing. So the way that we lose charity is by mortal sin, right? But um, when we commit when we commit venial sin, which again for those who don't know, mortal sin is a really grave sin. And venial sin is is um, a less serious sin. One, it's um, it's one that does not take charity from our hearts, but um, still disposes us. So it says, uh, or Father Ripper was saying that that whenever we commit venial sins, we we form in ourselves bad habits, right? You know, opposite of a virtue, right? Good habit, but you know, the opposite is bad habit. So um, it is not. It does not quote unquote decrease per se charity in our hearts, but here but what it does 
is it blocks charity's ability to act in our lives. So, for example, um, if you if you are dispo if you have the habit of kind of just lashing out in anger, in argument, um, or just unreasonably, right, getting angry at, at for any reason, um, especially if it like hurts your pride a little bit. When there's a when there's a moment in your life where you can be charitable to someone, right? That disposition of just losing your temper, um, that 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 disposition that's that disposition disposition that you have to anger, um, causes you to act in anger rather than in charity in that moment, right? So, I mean, we can come up with an example like, um, let's just say that. It was a chance. Maybe, maybe somebody that you know um, did something really wrong, and and they they came to you, and they were honest with you about it, right? And let's just say that beforehand you had already told them not to do that certain thing, but but and then they they come to you kind of like humbled and like yeah you were right whatever. So, um, so having these dispositions of anger or whatever or or maybe ego. Um, they, so, so what you could do is act in charity, right? <laughs> and tell them that, you know, you know what, it's, it's a good thing that you realize this and I'm going to help you, right? I'm going to be here to help you through whatever situation this is. Or you can let your ego take over and you can be like, you see, I told you, you know what I mean? I will, like, you know, what a piece of trash, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Or just laughing at the person. Um, and, and that can actually lead them away from God, right? So sorry, sorry for this is this is getting a little too. <clears throat> you can be nice, also lead someone from God. Exactly. Yeah. That. Yeah. I'll I'll talk about that in a little bit. Um. <clears throat> so so when it comes to the increase of charity in our hearts, it's it's literally just um, in prayer, telling telling our Lord that we love Him, and asking Him for that increase. And also doing certain charitable acts, right? That would dispose us to do to do the good thing in in the situation, like the situation I brought up earlier. And so that's just kind of how things work. Like I said, God is the ultimate um, giver and increaser of charity, but we can we can um, do things which dispose us to or open our hearts to charity. Maybe that's a better way of saying it. And anyways, now moving on to to the self, right? Now, we're talking about love of God, love of neighbor, right? What about self-love? And we talk, you know, we, we hear a lot of people talk about self-love, right? Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> yeah, it's it's honestly, like, it's, re it's really cringy. <laughs> honestly, like, hearing people saying, oh, self-love or whatever, like, you know, just take a day to just take, to just pat yourself on the back. You know, go buy yourself an ice cream. It's like, bro, you're 30... <laughs> 35 years old, like, stop, <laughs> you know, like, you're not a baby. Um, I mean, sure, whatever, go get an ice cream if you want, but, like, don't be, don't do it in the name of self-love, you know, because, uh, I mean, that's not even self-love, like, really, by eating ice cream, you're actually, like, it's actually unhealthy, which is actually, but, I mean, I still do it anyways. But, so, I mean, if you really think about it, it's not really true self-love, but. Uh. I mean, uh, yeah, I mean, you'll hear, you'll hear a lot of people say, like, you know what? I don't know what you're doing today. I don't know who you are, but you're awesome. Yeah, yeah. Okay, wait, wait, wait. What if that was Hitler? You know what I mean? 
What if that was Mao? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, you're awesome. <laughs> Take the day off. Go have a hot bath. Yeah, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. It, on the contrary, you'd be like, go do penance for your <laughs> sins, you know? Go to hell. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it's like, it is, because I remember I went to a uh, Bible study one time, and, like, it was like this, like, lecture divina thingy, and anyone could, like, uh, anyone could give their own comments on the readings, and one person, their interpretation of the... Well, I guess interpret. I mean, the thing they got from the readings was that we need to have more self love and take care of ourselves more. And I was just thinking, like, I thought that our world is filled with people that care about themselves too much. You know, like that's like we have the air conditioners. <laughs> we we have you know, uh, you know, food supplies to last. And we can just go to the store and buy Often, whatever we want. Yeah, you know, Oftentimes, like, yeah, like you're saying. So many can, comforts. We can that, eat whatever we want. You yeah, know what I mean? We, we can get have... cold water, hot water, just by the flip of a... You know, just by uh, turning the you know the water on, that's it. Exactly. And so... So, okay. Obviously, there are times, yeah. right? You're tired. Obviously, take care of your body. Do all that. But we're just talking about... We're just talking about the, the trend recently. Like intentionally uh, going out of your way for yourself, you know what I mean? It's like, or or just well. Here's the thing, though, is that is that when it comes to that, um, the whole focus of that is just about yourself. It's like a narcissistic kind of thing, you know. So okay, wait. Obviously, we should love ourselves, right? Mm -hmm. Especially in relation to God. Well, what's true love itself? Okay. Well, so Father River says that oftentimes in these days, self-esteem. Is often a synonym for pride, right? And he was also saying that that um, that many people who have a who who have a low self esteem maybe ought to have a low self esteem. You know what I mean? Uh, especially if you kind of know what you have to do in life, and yeah, you just have the, the ability to, to do all these different things, and you know what to do, and you still don't do it. Mm -hmm. It's like, well, you know. We're not going to rub it in your face or anything, but, like, bro, like, maybe you should feel ashamed of that. Mm -hmm. and just, you know, stand up and become the man that you should be. Um, it's, it's, isn't it sort of like how people, like, they complain about bullies or whatever? It's like, sometimes you need a bully in your life to get you, <laughs> like, you know, getting your life straight, you know? Like, like when people tell me that I look, like, a little chubby or I gain a few pounds, I'm like, man, I, you're right. I mean, I feel bad, you know? <laughs> but I'm like, I look at myself, I'm like, yeah, I'm right. You're right, you know, I look... That picture is a, a couple months ago, and I look slimmer. And it's like, okay, now I need to really get my game up, you know, because it's unhealthy to be to get to be fat, and I don't want to be fat, you know. And it's good to to have that. And so, true self love really is love and esteem for ourselves because we are creatures of God. So, in reality, it's the the focus of self love. Is not the self. It's actually God. That's true self-love. Um, for example, our Lord wants us to take care of our bodies in a reasonable way, right? We don't have to go out of our way to, you know, uh, sacrifice or sacrifice everything in order to take care of our bodies, right? Well, it's because here's the thing is that especially if you're in a vocation or something, you should be caring so much for the people that are under your care that you would barely have enough time to think about yourself. You know, yeah, and but and but and but there's also that 
where you do have to kind of take care of yourself. Like, for example, exercise. You know what I mean? Because you want to be able to to carry heavy things around the house or to, to carry your child, you know? Like, if if um, if your wife or one of the kids gets hurt and they're conscious or something and you have to carry them, maybe... Maybe, well, not maybe. It would be a good thing that you had exercised and you were able to carry that, mm-hmm. to carry whoever you need to carry. So, yeah, you do need to take care of yourself, right? But but um, it, in the end, it's for God's glory. Um, and in, in the end, it's for it's serving... Good. Yeah, like God the, and others. The goal isn't so that, that you feel better about yourself. Exactly. That's not the goal. Exactly. The goal is that you do God's will. Exactly. And the way that you could do God's will is by taking care of yourself so that you're able to do more for God. Yeah. And and don't don't get this don't get this wrong. Of course we, we must have confidence, right? Because without confidence, if we're in complete despair, and this happens to a lot of people who are part of the self love movement or whatever, but that's the thing, is that they think that taking a bath is a solution when in reality I mean that can help, obviously. It's like no, go go into the mud. Like <laughs> <laughs> Well, okay, yeah, take a bath. That's the thing. Take care of yourself. But um, yeah, don't be a slob. <laughs> but but don't despair because you know that with God's help, you know you can attain to to these degrees of perfection that we've been talking about. And plus, just think about it: when you actually go do those self love journeys or whatever, do you actually feel better about yourself afterwards? Maybe, maybe you feel comfortable. Like if anything. After going through like a Muay Thai sparring session, you feel better by yourself than after having taken a, a salt, like a, a warm bath. Yeah. <laughs> like well, yeah. maybe you feel more comfortable in the fir- in the second situation, but in, in the in the former, you're just like, you know, you did something great, you know, something awesome. Yeah, you're taking care of your body, you're sharpening <clears throat> your skills, having fun. And but but I mean but like I said, if you're going through something that's that's really really stressful. And, like, a bath can help. You know what I mean? Something as mm-hmm. simple as a bath can actually help you. But, but like it, I said, but realize... it's like It's because at that point, they're focusing on the feelings. Exactly. Like, when someone is like, oh, oh, you're the best. I just want, you know, I want to stop you, sir, because I want to tell you that, you know, God God is calling me that to tell me, to tell you that you're the best. And you're doing your best. And you're the greatest. And you're so good. And it's just like, you know, stop focusing on your feelings, man. So, in the end, God loves us all, right? And this is something that is repeated by so many people. But in reality, God loves us in so much as we are like Him. That's why we are made in His image, right? So, we we have to... This life is for, be, you know, coming to union with God. To become, uh, you know, like our Lord says, be perfect as your Heavenly Father is perfect. And our Lord wouldn't have said that unless it were attainable. So that's why I said, don't fall into despair or any of that, because it's actually, um, well, I mean, it, it's it's contrary, it's contrary to what you're supposed to be doing. I mean, it's it's um, it's self defeating. Uh, when when you think about God, right, how He gave us our existence, but not only that, He also sustains our existence. If maybe you can't see it, but your guardian angel is actually there with you the whole time. You know what I mean? All the angels and saints are on your side, you know? Who is like unto God? Like St. Saint, like Saint Michael said, if God is on your side, <clears throat> then then there's nothing to be afraid of. Well, it's like, so you must have that confidence. Yeah. But 
make sure that it's rooted in God. Yeah. Well, it's like this. It's like, okay, first of all, you shouldn't be focusing on yourself. Second of all, God's on, God's with you. He's on your side. He wants the best for you, and He gives you all the graces necessary to do to to make it to heaven. You yeah. Know? And and obviously, if you do have a gift of some kind, certain talents, maybe like, maybe like you see dead people. Maybe maybe <laughs> thinking about those those certain things that you're good at, maybe that'll help you a little bit. You're like, okay, well, at least I'm good at that. Um, so at least I'm good at that, so that you know I can help my help kind of. Uh, grow in these other... But what if they have, like, a dumb gift? Like, you know those people who could play the flute with their nose? <laughs> like, do you think they're really gonna be able to help anything? Like... <laughs> just, maybe they could raise a fundraiser or something, like... I mean, I the, the point is to acknowledge that God, for sure, has given you gifts, right? Um, but, not like I said, in the end, those gifts are not for yourself. Those gifts are for God. And you're not gonna your be neighbor. happy if you use it for yourself, because exactly. that's not what they're for. Yeah, so 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 like, oftentimes it's, it's almost like if you're like the diesels, you know, <laughs> you know how they're like in that. I don't know if you've seen the the diesel movie with Thomas the Train, uh, where they're unhappy. It's because they're not being used anymore by Sir Topham Hat, and it feels dumb talking about this, but it's true. <laughs> it's true. Like Thomas, he feels great because he's a useful engine, you know, and I think that's sort of like us. So be a be a Thomas, be an engine, be a steam engine. Don't be a diesel. <laughs> anyways um and so so i'm just gonna start going a little bit faster here but so god loves sinners which is us right mm -hmm. god loves sinners because wait so he didn't love me i'm just gonna i'm just going god loves sinners because they are capable of eternal beatitude right friendship with him what does beatitude mean so when we talk about the beatific vision vision we're talking about being face-to-face -face with God. And this is something that we cannot comprehend exactly. So oftentimes you hear people talk about heaven. Or, or you hear people talk about, wow, it's going to be so boring in heaven. It's like, look, um, you like the guitar, right? Or whatever you like. And, and that's a good thing, right? Oh, yeah, that's good. I like playing the guitar. I'm not going to be able to play the guitar in heaven. I'm not going to have my dog in heaven. Like, are all these things good things? If yes, then why do you think that the source of all goodness would be disappointing to you? So God is the source of all goodness, and to be face to face with Him is is well well will eternally satisfy us <laughs> beyond anything we can ever imagine. And so, <clears throat> so we'll never we'll never know till we get there. But the, this the the. The possibility of heaven is worth the possibility of hell. You know what I mean? That's what people don't realize. A lot of people's like, ah, they just focus on hell and ah, you know, blah 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 blah. It's like you don't realize what a gift God has given you. Well, Anyways. it's like it's, it's like, uh, like Saint John Vianney. Then he's preached only hell for twenty years. Yeah. Until everyone in in uh, in ours was converted, and then he starts talking about heaven. <laughs> you know. Yeah. Um, and so, so, um, so charity, right, seeks the good of others, hoping that they will be in heaven. So it's all order towards God, all order towards heaven. You know, the opposite of that would be um, in anger, 
right, would be to desire to inflict harm on others. Anyways, so, so that's what charity is, right? But there are exterior actions of charity. You know, if you do these things, they will dispose you to loving God more. They open your heart to receive more charity. So, praying for everyone, right? Hoping that everyone will reach heaven. Um, and, and, uh, the, and, oh, also Father Ripper talks about certain manifestations of charity. You cannot, you cannot, uh, they are not appropriate for all situations, right? So, maybe somebody who's struggling, right? And you invite them into your home to have a nice meal and talk and kind of counsel them or just listen to them, you know? This is this is an act of charity, but it's not appropriate in all situations. For example, if you invite your enemy into your home, this this person is, and you know you do not have, you you basically know that this is a dangerous person who will probably hurt you and your family. Well, that's why in every situation you gotta use your common sense exactly. because I feel like some some people are like, well, it worked for me, so it's gonna work for you. But every situation is different. It's always good to use your prudence. Uh, yeah, your prudence and. Uh, Pray for prudence. Yeah, be yeah, honestly, because I think it, that's something that uh, some people no, I'm just kidding. No, it's, it's things that that we all lack. You know, is prudence and judge and uh, and wisdom. Yeah, uh, I've heard recently. Recently, I've been I've been uh, thinking thinking more about Saint Joseph, and uh, and people people say or a lot of priests say that Saint Joseph is actually a good saint to pray to for the for the gift of prudence. Um, because, so, so, the, well, the, the purpose of prudence, so what prudence is, and, you know, maybe give a better definition if I don't give a good enough one, but it's basically to do the best thing in the situation that you're presented with, right? So, for example, um, using, if you use your prudence in this situation, like, if, and also to like, do the right thing, every single situation, like, like inviting your enemy to your home, you're not going to do that. It's very imprudent. Um, but it also comes to the manifestations of being nice. And so now, your favorite topic, for, uh, for what it seems like you've been wanting to talk about this. It actually, that's why I wanted to do this podcast. <laughs> Mr. Nice Guy, right? Um, so, the reason you don't want to be nice to everyone is because certain manifestations of niceness actually confirm the sinner in his sin right yeah well you gotta be i mean you gotta always try to be nice but <clears throat> different degrees of niceness i guess well charitable so so that's the thing is instead of if you're thinking don't, about, think, don't think about the niceness think about the charity if you're th if you're thinking about god as the ultimate end and you want whoever you're interacting with to reach heaven so first of all you're gonna be praying for them you know this is something that that is applicable to everyone Right, you're going to be praying for everyone. Um, there is no, there's not, it's not inappropriate to pray, or to not pray. Or what am I trying to say? It's always appropriate to pray for everyone. Mm -hmm. But there are certain acts of quote unquote niceness that can be extended to everyone. For example, with the first example that comes to mind is the gay wedding. Mm -hmm. You know, they invite you, and maybe, maybe. Uh, you know, they, oh, it really mean a lot to us if you come, blah, 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 right? So, okay, should I be charitable or should I be nice? A lot of people think that the charitable thing would be the nice thing. 
to yeah, the nice thing to go to the wedding, mm-hmm. right? That's the thing is that it's not a wedding. Mm-hmm. Marriage only exists between men and women, and so to go to that wedding is to confirm them mm-hmm. in that in that sin to confirm them in oh yeah they're getting married this is a wedding that's why mm-hmm. I'm here you know I'm confirming them in this action, and and I, and I think that. It, the act of not going probably isn't enough. Also, you gotta tell them why you're not gonna go. Exactly, uh, respectfully. Yeah. So you're not gonna just. You're not gonna say you. Idiot. Yeah, I mean you don't have to. Even though it's true, <laughs> but uh, I mean, say something nice like, "Look, um, you're disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> you're 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 disordered. Like, go go uh, see someone." I mean, you can even say, "Look, look, man." I love you, and because I love you, I, I can't go to this. Just because, I, you know? I mean, I love you, but I won't marry you. So, <laughs> <laughs> so, so like I said, if, you, if, you're, if the true goal of charity is God, then you're not going to bring them away from God. Mm-hmm. You're not going to confirm them in, in something that is not... Um, Truth is not good. Exactly. W- which does not lead you... In fact, it leads you away from God. And, um, but I think even the same, a lot of the saints talk about human respect and I think they talk about how obviously we should respect one another, but when it comes to a point where you're going to be compromising something that you believe in, or you're not going to stand up for something you believe in, um, simply out of human respect, then that's when you got to just say, okay, I got to cast away my human respect. You shouldn't have your human respect. You should simply have your respect for God. Yeah. Well, I think I think uh, a good example of this is the Dave Rubin thing. You know? Mm. Uh, how Dave Rubin and his gay... The gay guy that he's with. His partner. Yeah. Whatever. Um, that they were going to have... What, what is it called? Uh, what's the word? Um, well, the, adopt. We're going to adopt a kid through in vitro or whatever. Which is also... I mean, sinful all over. I mean, gay couple... In vitro. But it's know? like, it's like, by a lot of conservatives want to be his friend or whatever, but it's like, how can you be a friend with someone who, who's, who's exact, who's against the values that you're conserving? Yeah. It's it like, he, no he's not even a conservative, you know, because he's even worse than just a liberal because he knows that certain things are not exactly right or whatever. Exactly. And, and he still goes forward with it, you know? Yeah. I mean, I... This is just advancing the modernism that's in our culture. Um, so, oh yeah, I'm a conservative, but I'm okay with homosexuality, and I'm okay with immature fer- fertilization. Mm-hmm. You're not conservative. Mm-hmm. Or, or who knows, maybe the conservative... It's like, oh, I'm Catholic, but, you know, contraception is fine. Yeah, no, no, no. I mean, you can't... Uh, <laughs> you can't... Or even if where it's like, okay, I, you know, I'm Catholic, and I believe everything in the Catholic faith, but if someone has a different opinion in mind... It's not, it's not uh, my job to tell them whether it's wrong or, or whatever. So whenever it's time for them to actually speak up for their faith, then they choose not to because they want to be nice. And at that point, it's like, okay, then you don't truly, truly believe in what you say you believe. Exactly. Or, you, or at least it doesn't matter whether you believe or not because you're not willing to stand up for it. And you're actually being uncharitable to them because you're not willing to share them the truth. And if, you, if you're actually a Catholic and you believe in all the teachings of the Catholic faith, then you believe that it's the only way to reach heaven. And you're depriving them of eternal salvation. Exactly. Look, I know, 
I don't even like using the word gay because it's like. Well, it's not. The reason thing is that you're just a man or you're a woman, and you either have attractions to the same sex or not. Yeah. I mean, why do you why do you have to have a identity well, based well, on? Well, that's why uh, even Father Jacob he says that like don't use the word uh, homosexual or whatever. Instead, use the word same sex attracted person. Yeah. Because they want to use it as an identity, and when you when because if you reject like, if you reject what they're doing, then you're rejecting me as a person. Yeah. You you hate people. It's like no, dude. I want the best for you. Well, that's why they want to use the language to it's manipulative. It's, man- to it's manipulative. Yeah. It's manipulative way- language. Yeah. Um. And anyway, so moving on. So when we talk about the spirit of niceness, right? Uh, Father Bruce says that in in reality, it's a, it's it's really what it should be really called is a spirit of falsity. Mm. So it's it's uh, essentially a shallowness. And a simulation of things, right? The people pleaser. Mm-hmm. The, the people pleaser is not someone that you should trust. Mm-hmm. This is someone who will probably stab your back <laughs> oh, yeah. when you turn around. Because he, he doesn't really agree with you on any of these points. You can't even trust him. Because I, I know people, a lot of people who are people pleasers or whatever. It's like, you can never know if they believe, if they believe what you believe or not. Even though they're agreeing with everything you say. And because often you hear them go with someone else and they agree with them, something that you, that, sorry, something contrary to what they believed when you were there, you know? So it's just like, at, at the end of the day, they have no real belief. Their only belief is in, is in, uh, uh, pleasing people or, or, I don't know, I don't know what it would be. Yeah, I mean. Or being, no, their <clears throat> only interest is themselves because they want to be looked at as good. They don't want to look, be looked on as weird, you know? Exactly, exactly. Um, when you do something... So, um, this is not something that's in my notes, but I'm just remembering that when Father Ripper talks about honor, right? It's well, Honor is is the recognition for something good, right? So, um, so, as a father, if you would protect the honor of your family, it's because you're making sure that nobody looks on your family, looks down on your family, right? And how do you do that? By helping your kids to be virtuous, you mm-hmm. know, not to fall into grave sins or scandalous things. And also protecting your own soul, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so, um, so the, the person who's the people pleaser, this is the person who maybe wants to simulate the honor <laughs> without the actual substance of it. Mm. Um, wants to be honored by everyone. And if you're a people pleaser, honestly, it never really works out in the end. Maybe in the beginning. In the beginning, you probably have everybody's support. That's because you don't have true friends. Yeah. At that point. You don't have someone who's actually loyal to you because you're with this person, that person, this. You're just cycling through people and you never have someone who, that you're actually close with. You just have people that you know. Mm-hmm. You know? <laughs> yeah. Okay, well, I was just going to end with on one note, I suppose. Um, just that when it comes to someone that you might consider your enemy... Um, someone who you have a hard time forgiving or who you have not forgiven or maybe you have forgiven them it's just really hard for you to do that um well I mean I think it's easy it's easy to forgive but it's hard to let those feelings go exactly because you still have those feelings anyways yeah and it's it's still important that that you forgive but don't forget actually but obviously you gotta, you gotta still you know because the thing is that you can't really trust them you know exactly 
Because some people are like, just forget, forget. And then, at, you know, at that point, then you're giving trust to someone that they have no reason to, they don't deserve that trust, you know? And maybe they could build it, get it back somehow, but sometimes things are just unforgivable. I mean, not unforgivable, but I guess, un, un, there are people who are un, unable to get that Yeah, you, you, you have to, you have to look out for, you, you have to protect yourself and your family. You know, if this is someone, you have forgiven them, but you know that if you invite them to your house, you know, maybe they're going to steal all your stuff. <laughs> you know, the things that you need to, to provide for your family, you know. Um, uh, the point is, um, um, to, to forgive someone doesn't mean to trust them 100%. Mm-hmm. You know, I know a lot of people, it sounds really good to say forgive and forget, right? I think it's, it might be better to accept that you feel that way and offer it to God. Mm-hmm. rather than just ignoring it and just putting it in the back and then it probably just builds up and then you can't even take it anymore. And um, so, yeah, with regard with uh, with regard to your enemy, of, of course we must forgive them. And uh, and like, like our Lord, we must love the sinner for his ability to reach eternal beatitude, to reach heaven, right? Um, uh, so we were all made in God's image. And so one really great line that Father Ripperger says in his talk is with regard to your enemy, right? How can you, how can one love God, but hate his image, right? Like I said, we're all made in the image and likeness of God, including your enemy. How can one love God and hate his image? I thought that was really profound. And if I'm sure if some, whoever's listening struggles with forgiving someone, I think that line can really help them or get them angry or whatever, but it's the truth. Um, what does the truth do, brother? Sets you free. <laughs> so, yes, there's so much more to say on this. Um, I hope I at least made a good introduction to the virtue of charity. Um, yeah, Father Ripperger's great. You should I, definitely... I honestly think it's something that... All people should look into, for sure. Exactly. Especially, you know, I don't know if it's possible, but I think maybe I could put a link. Yeah, I could put a link to Father Ripper's talk in the description because... Maybe even for the faith and hope also. Mm -hmm. Honestly, it would have been good to do like a three-part series on these, but, you know, we just didn't think ahead. Mm -hmm. But, But yeah, definitely it's, I mean, these are the means to reach heaven. (coughs) Yep. No, yeah, yeah, for sure. And I think it's because, like, in our culture, or just Catholics in general, have been so, they become so soft in the name of charity, supposed, supposed charity. But in honesty, in all honesty, it's just them not wanting to look bad in front of others. But by them compromising to everything, they actually look bad in front of others because people can see that they don't, you know, like we were saying about the people pleaser, you know. They, people can... Say that, you know, that they don't have, they have no conviction, you know. And that was charity. Um, thank you, David, for uh, giving us that very brief introduction to charity. Um, <clears throat> yeah, so this is, you know, this is Hammer of Heretics. We're going to be hammering down on all these soft... The heresy of those... The heresy of... Falsity. of yeah, I guess, but also of, of modernism. Modernism, yeah, exactly, because... Modern, modernism conforms to the world is very nice to the world mm. uh, there's no charity in that so yeah so we 
are going to be hammering away so many other topics. Um, I wish we had like some sort of like plushie or some sort of like you know action figure of the hammer who can make it walk and stuff, and or like something we could like you know where we judge the hammer. I mean the the heresy. Anyways, thank you for watching this podcast. Um, thank you, David, for letting us use your home again. <laughs> and uh, God bless. Thank you so much.